a drop Make me a fountain I'm only a hill Make me a mountain You can make a slave or a king of me Make me 90 feet tall You can make a fabulous thing of me Or nothing at all I'm only a spark Make me a fire I'm only a voice Make me a choir You can make a tower of strength of me Just by touching my hand You can make whatever you want of me I'm at your command Make me a miracle I'm only a cup Make me a chalice I'm only a hut Make me a palace I can be as wild as a bumblebee And fly with eagles above I don't care whatever you make of me Just make me your love Just make me your love Make me a miracle Make me a miracle Make me a miracle Hey, welcome to Every Night's a School Night, the rare radio show. That's what we're doing these days, rare radio. Occasionally we play music here. That's what we started doing and we still do it on occasion. The reality is I would never listen to a show that plays music. I mean, I haven't listened to the radio since I was in seventh grade. And uh, I, would, I don't listen to any podcasts that play music or really even talk about music. And when there's a musician being interviewed on a podcast I do listen to, I am very reluctant to even listen to it. Uh, so go figure that my show was originally a radio show. My show was originally all about music. And that song there was by Jimmy Rogers, and not the famous little Jimmy Rogers. This is a different Jimmy Rogers, and he's a J-I-M-M-I-E, not a J-I-M-M-Y. And uh, speaking of why, why? Why spell your name with an I-E instead of a Y? You kind of see that with those uh, old-fashioned girl names that are normally a guy's name. Like, you'll see women who are named Billy. You don't see it anymore, but you would see women named Billy, and they would spell it with an I-E. And uh, so I I don't know why that was. I don't know what the explanation for that was. But it's rare to see a man with a, you know, the diminutive Jimmy or Billy. It's rare to see a man use the I-E. But Jimmy here did. And I believe the, the very much more famous Jimmy Rogers also was an I-E. So there's something about the name Jimmy Rogers. If your name is James Rogers, you should spell it with an I-E because that's what they all do. That's what all the Jimmy Rogers do. Uh, But yeah, that Jimmy Rogers there, he's got kind of a a Marty Robbins sound. His style is very much in the vein of Marty Robbins. And a lot of his music falls into this sort of exotica. I think that would be the right word. A lot of songs about island adventures, tropical... And that's his best song, and it's got an obvious 
kind of esoteric, uh, magical property to it. Those are some of the best lyrics I've heard in a long time. And they kind of make me think of, uh, this wasn't intentional, but the episode I did the other day about, you know, faith and the, the different ways that faith complement each other. These supposedly different faiths that people have are actually very complementary and fit inside each other. And the example I used was a Russian nesting doll. And I also said about that, I was like, you know, the smallest part of a Russian, Russian nesting doll uh, could also, you know, become the largest, you know, everything can fit into everything else. It's that idea. And I feel like his lyrics sort of play into that. Uh, you can make me a fabulous thing. You can make a fabulous thing of me or nothing at all. I'm only a spark. Make me a fire. I'm only a voice. Make me a choir. You can make anything you want of me. Uh, I think the, the best, uh, I mean, the, all the lyrics to that song were great, but the best pair of lines for me was, I'm only a cup. Make me a chalice. I'm only a hut. Make me a palace. Sounds way better when sung in a great voice rather than spoken like poetry. Not a poetry fan. And it's what I've realized, it's like I don't actually dislike poetry itself. Russian nesting dolls, poetry, we're just going all in on every topic under the sun. But no, but uh, I don't have a problem with actual written poetry itself, I've realized. I have a huge problem with the way poetry sounds when read aloud. And sometimes it's written in a way that makes it so you can't, you can't possibly read it aloud in a sincere way. Poetry just sounds insincere to me. But anyway, uh, that Jimmy Rogers, Make Me a Miracle, I feel like it's a relevant subject too right now. I mean, people want miracles. People are looking for miracles. And, uh, and miracles aren't just, you know, these uh, otherworldly spiritual things. There are also miracles of science and right now, with what's going on in the world with this uh, pestilence, I'm going to start... Uh, fuck the word pandemic. I'm all about pestilence. Let's use the word pestilence. Um, with this pestilence going around, you know, it's, it's going to take both spirit and faith. Or sorry, spirit and science. People kind of tend to lean one way or the other. They're like, oh, you know, it's just going to take positive thinking or prayer to get through this. You know, while other people are like, the world needs to be purely scientific. And it, I th it's a combination of both. Because this isn't just a... It, this isn't just a health pandemic. This isn't just pestilence that is going to make you physically ill. What's going on is also a mental health crisis. And we are going to see the results of that. We're going to see the impact of that over time. You know, even if they, they come up with this vaccine, no matter what happens, we are facing a spiritual and a mental health crisis in addition to a physical crisis, because these things are all related. And so it really is going to take a degree of spiritual care, as well as obvious scientific care. You know, I think it's a great example for these two components of our existence that we can't seem to avoid. We need both of these things. It's a great it's a great opportunity for these things to collaborate is how I see it. And because uh, these things are often in opposition. For whatever reason, these things are, are viewed in opposition in the world today, where you either believe wholeheartedly in the sciences or you have devoted yourself to a spiritual path and you tend to 
push the sciences away. And there's a lot of people who both are components of their life, but I, I feel like on a broader level, people tend to choose a side. They tend to pick a side when it comes to the spirit and when it comes to science. And I think this, what's going on right now, is a great opportunity for these things to come together. Because when those two things come together, that's power. That's a miracle. I think that's what's going to create a miracle. But it's not just asking for a miracle. It's not just asking for a miracle of science or a, mir a miracle of some supernatural origin. Uh, it's, it's also becoming the miracle yourself. And the people I've known who have had the most miraculous impact on other people have made themselves a miracle. They have become a miracle themselves, and you can become that. You can become a miracle yourself in your conduct. You know, you have to become, you, you know, you have to intentionally behave miraculously. And the incredible thing about becoming a miracle is you let go of your ego entirely, and I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that myself, because I'm not calling myself a miracle here. I'm talking about other people I've seen who have behaved miraculously, and I think we're going to see that. I believe we are going to see some people who behave miraculously over the next few months, and they're going to be especially apparent, and they're going to set a great example with the grace and... Um, selflessness they exhibit during a difficult time. So keep an eye out for the miracles among us. Keep an eye out, because they're going to be around. I, I mean that. Uh, we're going to get to see, you know, and the opposite of that, we're going to get to see who the real nihilists are. We're going to get to see who truly doesn't care. All these people going around pretending they don't care, pretending nothing matters. Well, we're going to see what they truly believe. We're going to get to see what they truly believe. And I'd be willing to bet they themselves are looking for a miracle right now. Most of them. Not everybody. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that Jimmy Rogers song, Make Me a Miracle, really uh, a miracle of a song. Very powerful lyrics. And I recommend going back to the beginning of the episode and listening to it again. I recommend listening to those lyrics again and taking them to heart. And... Uh, we're going to play a couple more Jimmy Rogers songs. Not quite as good, but they're good. I'm not too into a lot of his material. He has a lot of material. And uh, I do like his Marty Robbins-esque sound. It's very adventurous. He's, he has good, adventurous little ballads. But I don't get completely into that exotica sound. I'm not terribly into that, you know... I'm not terribly into artists who try to access the tropics through their music. It's just not something I'm into. But Jimmy Rogers, he a great voice, and I'm going to play a couple more songs from him. Uh, the next one is going to be TLC, Tender Loving Care, followed by The Riddle Song. The Riddle Song. And I feel like those two song titles alone combined almost become Make Me a Miracle. Because uh, Make Me a Miracle, it was almost presenting a riddle. You know, presenting himself as the smallest possible thing and the largest thing at the same time. That itself is sort of a riddle. You know, when you have two supposedly opposing views or opposing natures and you have to reconcile them, that's sort of a riddling process. 
on tender loving care, you know, tender loving care is a miracle. The fact that anybody cares about anything, the fact that anybody shows care and concern for anybody else, that's a miracle of existence. And even if it's something that we require, which I believe it is, even if those things are required to survive as individuals, a species, it's still a miracle. It's a miracle that we survive at all. Uh, so uh, we're going to play a little more Jimmy Rogers here with uh, TLC and the Riddle Song. Tender love and care makes life worth living. Tender love and care, that's what I'll be. Every day, every night to you When you're wrong, when you're right, when you're blue I'll give tender love and care to you I'll give tender love and care Tender love and care I will give you Side anytime, anywhere, given tender love and care to you, given tender love and care, gentle, sweet, and kind. I will always treat you, gentle, sweet, and kind every time I meet you. I will cheer you when you are low I will chase all your cares and woe Given tender love and care to you Given tender love and care Tender love and care Tender love and care Tender love and care I gave my love a cherry that had no stone. I gave my love a chicken that had no bone. And I gave my love a ring.
a baby with no crying. Well, a cherry when it blossoms has no stone, and a chicken when it's pippin'. If that last one sounded familiar and you've seen the movie Rio Bravo with Dean Martin and Ricky Nelson, they sing a song called My Pony, My Rifle, and Me that is virtually identical in terms of melody to that last one, uh, which probably isn't coincidental. In the same way that Jimmy Rogers sounds a lot like Marty Robbins, who's going for a very similar style, you know, Rio Bravo is a Western and, you know, he probably all these things feed into each other is my point. So I don't think it's a coincidence that it has an identical melody to my rifle, my pony, my rifle, and me. Got to get the order right. It's not my rifle, my pony. It's my pony, my rifle, and me. Some people would put me first. Some people would say me, me, my rifle, and my pony. Uh, Me, my pony, and my rifle. Says a lot about a person, you know, depending on the order in which they put things. Uh, but uh, we're going to play uh, another miracle song. Might as well. Might as well play another song about miracles while we're on that tangent. And it's by a guy named Nelson Keene. K E E N E. Nelson Keene. Don't know a thing about him, but this song is called Miracles Are Happening to Me. So, you know, he prioritizes himself. He's talking about miracles happening to me. But maybe he's becoming a miracle, too. Because if you become a miracle yourself, if you behave miraculously, miracles are happening to you, too. A miracle is happening to you if you become a miracle. Sort of like if you turn into a mutant, you're mutating. It's the same concept. You know, just because you are becoming a mutant doesn't mean, you know, you didn't mutate to get there. You did mutate in order to become a mutant. So miracles have to happen to you in order for you to become miraculous. So, you know, I don't think this guy thought about that. He was probably thinking mutant thoughts, as any creative person does. But uh, Nelson Keen, Nelson's an interesting first name. You know, I was just talking about Ricky Nelson. And, uh, you know, but here we have a Nelson as a first name. And I've heard that a number of times. It's just a strange first name. Anything that ends in son is a strange first name, which is sort of surprising because it's so common as a last name because it it literally means son, son of whatever the prefix is. But you'd think it would be more common with a, a first name. You know, my first name would be Stevenson. 
Uh, it'd be interesting if everybody was just named their father's name plus son. It would make things really easy. We'd be able to figure out how everybody was related. It would make genealogy a lot easier. You see in some cultures there's a tradition of naming your son after your father, his grandfather. Not very common here. In Italy, it's extremely common. If you look at Italian genealogy, it's literally this just nonstop pattern where every single first son of a family has his grandfather's name. It makes it really easy. But then the family tree branches out, and every cousin has the same name, and it's complicated. Uh, But I like the idea of just saying blank son, blank son, miracle son. Miracle son. <laughs> but uh, here we go with Nelson Keen, son of Nell. Let's just call him that. Son of Nell Keen. Miracles are happening to me. Miracles. Miracles. Miracles are happening to me. Wonder So you didn't think I was going to mention Ricky Nelson earlier, then play a song by a guy with the first name Nelson, and then not play any Ricky Nelson, right? So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to play some Ricky Nelson. And you know, that Jimmy Rogers song earlier uh, sounded a lot like a song that Ricky Nelson did in the Rio Bravo movie. But what's interesting about the song I'm about to play is it sounds like another song too. 
This Ricky Nelson song sounds like another song, but it sounds like another Ricky Nelson song. And that's always interesting. It's always interesting when an artist does a song that sounds significantly like another one of their songs. And one of the the best Ricky Nelson songs is String Along. It gives me chills. It's just such a powerful song, String Along. Uh, And I'm not going to play that. I'm going to play I Don't Want to Love You, but it's very similar to String Along, and it's just as good, and maybe even a little bit better because I haven't heard it a million times. You know, String Along's a much more famous song, one of his bigger hits. And so he made a... Maybe that's why they do it. Maybe an artist makes another song that sounds like one of their popular songs so that you can still get really into it despite the fact that one of the versions is overplayed, if that makes sense. It's like, here's one that's not spoiled. Here's one that you haven't heard too many times, but you can still enjoy it. Um, So Ricky Nelson, I Don't Want to Love You. And the weird thing about Ricky Nelson is... His real name is Eric, no joke. His real name is my name. Spelled the same, E-R-I-C, but he went by Ricky. I guess Ricky was more you know, a more commercially viable name. So don't be surprised if you hear me refer to myself as Ricky. Don't be surprised if you ever hear me start referring to myself as Ricky. You'll know then that I'm attempting to make myself much more commercially viable. But that's a legit nickname for a person named Eric, but nobody goes by it. I've never met an Eric who goes by Ricky. But one of the most famous Erics ever, in my opinion, I'd like to consider Ricky Nelson one of the most famous Erics. Uh, but he, he's a Ricky. Eric Ricky. So here we are with Ricky Nelson, I Don't Want to Love You. Just a, a crushingly... This song is heavy. I don't normally describe the music on here as sonically heavy. Maybe the content, maybe the delivery has a certain heaviness to it. But I think everything about this song, down to the sonics themselves, are heavy. And what else would you want from a song called I Don't Want to Love You, But I Do? When I hold you tight I don't want to settle down Just not ready to I don't want to love you But I do Yes, I do I don't want to count the hours To you by my side And I don't want to get so jealous I forget my pride this heart of mine be so doggone true I don't want to love you but I do I made up my mind to stay as free as can be but no matter how I fight it you've got something that gets me yeah I don't want my world to crumble when I make you But no matter what I want, I can't stop wanting you I don't want to love you, but I do Yes, I do I know I don't want to love you, don't want to love you 
never ever be Just couldn't be anyone else but you If I could take my pick of all the girls I have ever known Then I'd come and pick you out to be my very own There'll never be anyone else but you for me Never ever be, just couldn't be anyone else but you A heart that's true and longs for you is all I have to give All my love belongs to you as long as I may live There'll never be anyone else but you Just couldn't be anyone else but you I never will forget the way you kissed me And when we're not together I wonder if you miss me Cause I hope and pray the day will come When you belong to me That I'm gonna prove to you How true my love is Yeah, there was uh, obviously another song, a second song by Eric Nelson, and that was called Never Be Anyone Else But You. I don't want to love you, never be anyone else but you. Two songs that end in you. Me? Uh, But we're going to go on. We're going to play another very well-known artist who's no stranger to this show, no stranger to anybody, and that's Dolly Parton. And a lot of people don't know this about Dolly Parton, but her real first name is Eric, too. A lot of people don't know that. No, I don't know what her real first name is. I mean, I don't. since I don't know, a good guess might be Eric. Eric Parton. I could start calling myself that. Eric Parton. No. Um, I wouldn't become the miracle that I want to be if I started calling myself Eric Parton. But uh, Dolly Parton, I don't know what her real first name is. I assume Dorothy. I assume it's not Dolly, although it could be. Sometimes people are given a nickname at birth. There's some people who are named, their proper first name is actually the nickname version of a proper real name. It's like, let's just cut to the chase. We know we're going to call you this. We know we're going to call you Ricky. So why even bother naming you Eric? Why bother naming you Richard? The funny thing is, though, like if I were to go by Ricky, and here I am back to this, but uh, if I were to go by Ricky, people would think my name was Richard, and I could correct them and tell them it's actually Eric, and they might try to do mental gymnastics, but once they were done with that you know, etymological equation, they would be like, well, it does kind of make sense. It does kind of make sense that your name's Eric and you go by Ricky. 
See, it would challenge people's idea of, you know, what kind of what what Ricky is a nickname for. But at the same time, people would kind of it would make sense to people if they actually thought about it. Uh, and this song, this Dolly Parton song that we're going to get to here, it's called Control Yourself. And it's a pretty raw one from her 60s era, which is my favorite. Uh, my favorite Dolly Parton is that early, more straightforward, but incredibly memorable, incredibly powerful era of music in, in Dolly Parton's catalog, her cat. Um, and it's called Control Yourself, which is relevant, is always relevant. I could say it's relevant right now with everything going on, the global pandemonium and pestilence. I could say it's especially relevant right now to control yourself. But I truly think there is never any time in a person's life where it's not appropriate to focus on controlling yourself, controlling your own actions, because that's all you have control over at the end of the day. So listen to Dolly Parton. Listen to Eric, a.k.a. Dolly Parton, Richard Parton, and uh, control yourself. Control yourself, control yourself. If you want to make him care for you, oh, control yourself, control yourself. Oh, it's getting mighty hard to do. time to go in a little bit more of a country direction. And how many times do you say that? How many times do you just play Dolly Parton and say you're going to go in a more country direction? But I think that's the great thing about Dolly Parton in that era is a lot of it isn't that country. There's obviously a twang to it. There's no denying the country element to Dolly Parton. But that 1960s material has a much more just straight up pop element going on. 
Uh, and I, I feel like that's what's so good about it is it it has everything that's good about Dolly Parton, but the actual songwriting itself isn't straight up country. Uh, but I'm going to play a little bit by uh, some straight up country fellows here, and the first one's James O'Gwyn, not Jimmy. He decided to go by James, and for a country artist to go by James and not Jimmy, that seems noteworthy. Uh, I bet his family called him Jimmy. I bet his friends called him Jimmy. Kind of like how people, uh, you can tell who Robert De Niro's friends are because they call him Bob in interviews. They were saying, oh yeah, when I was working with Bob. And it's like, we get it. We get it that you're friends with Robert De Niro and you get to call him Bob, okay? Uh, you know, just to make a point here, James O'Gwen, I'm going to call him Jimmy. Even though he recorded under the name James, I'm going to call him Jimmy, just so everybody knows he's my friend. And I'm going to do it with an I-E. Make sure you don't hear a Y there. Make sure you hear an I-E. Jimmy I-E. O'Gwen. And his song is called Cupid's High-Powered Rifle. Incredible idea. I've never seen nor heard of Cupid or any cherub holding a gun. And despite how many times, how many, probably millions, I've probably seen millions of depictions of Cupid and cherubs holding a bow and arrow. I've probably seen it, I've probably seen it five million times. If I were to actually count, I've probably seen that about six million, seven million times. It's everywhere. You can't walk down the street without seeing an image somewhere of a Cupid with a bow and arrow, but I've never seen Cupid holding a gun, let alone a high-powered rifle. So I love this idea. I feel like it's very creative, perfect for country music. Cupid's high-powered rifle. And not just, he's not just saying rifle. He's not just saying Cupid's rifle. Cupid's high-powered rifle. And that's how you know it's country, because he's got an audience that they like high-powered rifles. Uh, going back to Rio Bravo earlier, you know, my pony, my rifle, and me, you know, if, if James O'Gwyn did it, he would have said, my pony, my high-powered rifle, and me. But he's talking about Cupid here, not himself. So Cupid's high-powered rifle. Cupid doesn't shoot bow and, bows and arrows at people. He doesn't shoot arrows. I guess you don't shoot the bow. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, Cupid's not shooting arrows. He, he's picking people off. Cupid's a sniper, and what better sniper is there than one with little wings who flies around? So James O'Gwyn, Cupid's high-powered rifle, and that's going to be followed up by another creative song, Seat Belts on the Bar Stools. Another one that just gives itself away as a country song, Seat Belts on the Bar Stools. Uh, it'd be a great idea. I would love to go into a bar. You know, I don't drink anymore, but I would love to see seat belts on the bar stools. Um, but uh, that's by a guy named Russ Mann. R-U-S-S-M-A-N-N. -S -S -N -N. Russ Mann. I like to imagine that's not his last name. I like to imagine someone asked him what his name was, and he said, Russ Mann. Oh, my name? My name is Russ Mann. And they were just like, oh, that must be his last name. Russ Mann. Russman. Uh, but that's, uh, so James O'Gwyn, Cupid's high-powered rifle, followed by seat belts on the bar stools. If you're buckled in when you're on a bar stool, I can tell you this, you're going to be a prime target for Cupid. 
Cupid could just fly around that bar and pick people off. They'd be sitting ducks strapped into a bar stool. Sink in the west. I'll 
stay till I can't drink no more And if they sweep me out the door I'll let that taxi driver do the rest They got seatbelts on the bar stools No bruises anymore Once you buckle up You can't fall on the floor Seatbelts on the bar stools Sure look good to me Cause I get kind of woozy After having two or three Cause I get kind of woozy After having two or three You know, Cupid, he's kind of a miracle himself. He's kind of a miracle, a guy who flies around and makes people fall in love with each other. Uh, but he picks up a high-powered rifle, and he's no longer a miracle. He suddenly becomes a terrorist, a love terrorist. Although there are people out there who they feel that way about Cupid no matter what he's holding. No matter what Cupid has in his hands, there are people out there who think of him as a terrorist. They are those people who... They always say, oh, I don't believe in love. I don't believe in love. I think that love was created by the greeting card industry to sell more greeting cards for 50 cents a pop. They were created by the, the flower business, by the flower industry, the floral, uh, the floral industry, just to sell more greeting cards and flowers. There's people who feel that way, and I wonder how they're feeling now. You know, I'm wondering how those people who don't think love exists and don't believe in love, I'm wondering what they're feeling right now with disease on the world's doorstep. Because that's one thing that I'm hoping comes out of all this. I'm hoping that people are able to kind of reconcile their misgivings at the very least. I think this is going to be a period of consciousness shift and reconciliation. But uh, we're going to play a song here by a guy named Barry Darvell. And it's going to be in sort of a doo-wop style. It's got that essence of doo-wop, that stink of doo-wop on it. And uh, it's called A King for Tonight. Popular doo-wop topic. It's a popular doo-wop topic to talk about feeling like a king. Just because you have a girl or just cause, for whatever reason, doo-wop artists like to sing about feeling like a king. And you know, Dion and the Belmonts had a song that was a king without a queen. And this sort of is a similar idea. He talks about, you know, he doesn't need a crown, doesn't need all of the things that you would associate with a king. He doesn't even need a, a kingdom to reign over. He doesn't even need a dominion. I don't think he says dominion, although that'd be great. It'd be great to, to hear doo-wop dominion uh, but uh yeah it was a popular topic among doo-wop artists to sing about feeling like a king just feeling it's sort of like feeling like a miracle i hate to keep harping on that i'll stop i i, I will uh, but a king for tonight by barry darvell here you don't need a crown to listen to this because he didn't need a crown to sing it With diamonds shining bright mm -hmm. If you said you loved me And you were mine alone That I'd be a king for 
single time you hold my hand And you told me that you understand I'm the ruler of a wonderland Just made for two Fortune and renown If there's sleepless nights And endless days mm -hmm. If you'd be my queen, dear Then love would be our crown And I'd be a king play another Barry Darvell song here, and it's going to uh, change a pace here, change of tone. And this song is called Lost Love, so uh, not quite as triumphant as a king for tonight, but I think he's still a king, because this is absolutely a beautiful tune, a beautiful tune. And performing a beautiful tune, I think you keep your king status. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. You keep your king status when you perform beautifully. You know, I know we're used to people performing for the king, but I think the performance itself is uh, the prerequisite for royalty in this case. The prerequisite for royalty. That'd be a good song. I'd, I'd love to hear somebody try to enunciate prerequisite. Somebody's done it. Somebody's used that as a lyric. But not this guy. This guy's just talking about his lost love. Barry Darvell, the king. King Barry. Another weekend has gone by I'm still alone I wonder why Whoa, whoa, whoa Yeah, yeah, yeah Story of a love that used to 
Yeah, so since we played a couple by Barry, might as well play one by Jerry. Jerry Rivera with a song called This World, and it's from the mid-1960s. And you can tell his voice starts to pick up that more garagey sort of sound. Uh, basically what it means is that the vocals aren't quite as dynamic. Vocals aren't quite as as objectively beautiful might be a way to put it. Because that's what you see in the earlier stuff. And that's one of the reasons why the 50s and early 60s doo-wop sort of sound is so powerful to me. Because you, the music itself tends to be fairly raw, but the actual performance is just objectively beautiful and dynamic. Uh, and then as the 60s went on, people got a little bit lazier. And the vocal delivery here is kind of lazy, Jerry Rivera, you know, a little bit of a lazy style, but it works and it's good. And I think the reason why it works is because the actual melody, the guitar playing, it's like a primitive doo-wop sort of, you know, minor key song. It's a you know minor key melody. And I think that's why it works with the quiet, you know, not quite dynamic doo-wop style vocals. It still has that sort of sensibility or feeling to it. And you can tell, too, that it was moving toward the later in the 60s. I don't know the exact year. I think just from the sound of it, it sounds like mid-60s, mid to late. But uh, even just the subject matter is very existential. The song is called This World, and it's just sort of this vague existential questioning. But I think it's fitting. It's always fitting. Any song called This World, I mean, it fits into just the wholeness. Because that doesn't have to be a negative thing, This World. You know, it's just the whole, the totality of everything fits into that statement, this world. And it's a good way to remind yourself, just think, this world. Because it should blow your mind every day that you are a participant in the phenomena that is this world. Notice how I couldn't decide whether I was going to say phenomenon or phenomena. I will never figure that out. And that's just part of being in this world. I'll never know whether to use the singular phenomenon or the plural phenomena, because it turns out they're both the same thing. Turns out every phenomenon is part of the greater phenomena, and all of the phenomena form the greater phenomenon. So in that way, it doesn't really matter what you say, because they're both part of the same thing. They're both part of this world. And the question is, is this world part of something larger? But one thing I can say is this guy's name is Jerry Rivera. And think about that for a second. You know, I was talking earlier about, you know, nicknames, diminutives, uh, and what is the name Jerry short for? Gerald. So Gerald Rivera. Gerald is the anglicization of Geraldo. So this guy's name is, in essence, Geraldo Rivera. So imagine a young Geraldo Rivera singing this thong. This, this thong wow. Uh, ima- <laughs> Jesus. Uh, imagine Geraldo Rivera singing this song and just think, this world. This world could include that. That could be possible. Geraldo Rivera with this world. Whatever happened to this world, this world we're living in, whatever happened to the people and how so they live. 
where children can run free. So take my hand and walk this land with me, and walk this lovely land with me. When you are by my side, with the help of God, I know I can be strong. Is mine.